Coming up in this next hour, Pastor Tom Repke will be here, and we're going to be talking through a very, very hard weekend. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, actually turn to the words of the psalmist dealing with lament coming up in this next hour. Right now. My name's Mark. I'm Gabe. And he is Pastor Tom Repke from Linden Road Presbyterian. Thomas, great to see you. Good Good morning. morning, Good to see you both. Hey, thanks for coming. I I know that you're going to be here next Wednesday for Bible study. There we go. But we do have, uh, we had quite a weekend. And Gabe and I were talking in the last hour. It just, the last week or two have just worn us down. Um, Maybe the last... Two and a half years? Oh, well, oh, maybe that too. I mean, I just think, really? One more? Where, where are we going to find our rest, right? <laughs> right. So Right. So here we are sitting here after another long weekend um, that started here, right here to our, our north uh, northeast a little bit in, in downtown Akron and uh, the protests that occurred over the weekend. And then yesterday around uh, 1 p.m., a little afternoon, the, the news comes out of uh, the north suburbs of Chicago. And it just seems to pile on. Right, us. and I would even put it in the middle, as I was sharing off, offline, you know, in Copenhagen. I mean, the, oh, yeah, uh, right. The tour, day three, and there was a, uh, a sh- uh, an incident there, or a young man uh, in a mall. And, and that's a pretty, you know, I mean, I mean, that's an interesting country in terms of just how it handles these kinds of circumstances, and we don't expect it there. And mm-hmm. I mean, they just celebrated. It was beautiful to watch um, the tour just because they had never been in Denmark before, and it was so, so, so incredibly beautiful. And so then, the Tour de France took a northern route this time they around. They did. Yeah. They did. So, yeah, this country of Denmark is not used to this. No. And I think it, it, it points to just as we've talked, right, that um, this season we're living into, you know, again, we, 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 we sit on the foundation that, you know, God's in charge and, that, you know, he knows what's going on. But for all of us, it's, I think, that constant paying attention to. So like at the church where I'm leaning through, it's the longest series I've ever done. I think this is going to be week 12, this idea of witness, of, you know, come and see and go and tell. Because mm-hmm. I think we, as Christ followers, followers of Jesus, really need to be even more attentive to the details of how we live our lives. Because looking at the story out of Acts chapter 16, when mm-hmm. Paul and Silas were in prison, and it's interesting. And I hadn't seen this until I saw it, and then it's like, okay, this is week going to be the next part of this. But it says, about midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, comma, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Hmm. And then what happens with that, because, you know, the story of the jailer, he thinks he's totally, like, really in trouble, and he's thinking about taking his life. And then all of a sudden, even though Paul and Silas could have, like, skedaddled out the back door, right? they're there and for such a time as this, right? Um, and so they, uh, yeah, uh, you know, say you know, people are listening. And so I think that's the part where we get to play and how we respond to these things, whether it's what's happened here recently or even the Supreme Court 
mean, we could chase all sorts of loose ends. Right, right, right. And how we respond to this is really important with, with kindness and love and how Jesus, you know, points us into that because that's you know, really it. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, those uh, great philosophers of the 60s and 70s, said when everybody's talking and nobody's listening, how will we survive? Right. I remember that song. And I, I just, I think about um, what that young man said, going back to the shootings in Copenhagen. Right. Police interviewed the young man. They caught him, right? Right, they did. Yeah. And, and he said he was tired. And I was looking was for that tired. quote. Right. I, I heard that initially in the middle of watching the tour. I heard They mentioned it because everyone was just shocked because of just all the beautiful. I mean, they th- said everybody that had a home was actually on the streets watching the bikes ride by. So it was this like beautiful community and you know, it was incredible. The first day it rained, but the next day it was just incredibly beautiful. And yet in the midst of it, it just reminds us that we're broken, right? Mm-hmm. And that Jesus came to rescue us. And it's always that tension. Uh, we get so caught up. And I think especially all that we've enjoyed, you know, in a season of plenty, you know, here now all of a sudden we're all being sort of, you know, really sort of everybody thought they were going to go vacation this summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're going to go on vacation, but not quite maybe to where you were going to go because, Mm -hmm. you know, the economic impact. Yeah. And we could, yeah. But I think it also points to, you know, Jesus, you know, even when he's on the cross, you know, he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. And I think there's that reminder that, you know, we, until we get to heaven, and even you, you played, as I was driving up, Michael W. Smith's The Cross. Yeah. And I just, right, the wonderful cross. And yet, I mean, it's sort of upbeat and joyful, but it's like that stark reminder that it's the cross that even gives us more hope than, than, you know, we we really have to lean into the the hope that we have each day. Uh, It has to really be there. And again, people are watching us, people are listening to us, and they're looking for that. And that's why we really have to have a perspective that offers it. You know, Gabe and I were thinking about this too, and... Gabe, you can jump in, um, but the idea that m- maybe maybe we aren't listening well, oh, right? Uh, in our current society, I think there's so much talking, and I think that uh, social media has allowed for that, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's given everybody a voice, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody feels that they can shout from the rooftops, but they don't necessarily have to listen. Right. And I think that's put us in a very difficult place because we all got to listen. Right. It's interesting. Um, in in the, the Old Testament, there's a, a I'm looking at it from Isaiah 40, um, 42, where he's prophesying the coming of Jesus. And he says, a bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. And it's when you unpack that, it's just this idea of how Jesus came. And even even Sunday, as I was just talking about it, you know, in the, in the message about uh, where, where Jesus came into our lives and how there was this kindness and this tenderness that he had with so many. But there was also this firmness, and I think that's part of it. You know, how do we talk about these th- things and, and not cancel each other out? Because that's part of the problem, too. You want to offer your voice and say, hey, could we just take a pause here and let's reflect? And so that's where, you know, we can, you know, immediately go to this idea of lament, which is something I don't do very well, but I think we really have to see that Scripture gives us 
a process because mm. a lot of the Psalms are that, you know, David, yeah, right. who is our example, right? Our, not our, not our hero. I, I th- I've thought about this too recently that, you know, that we don't want to talk about these characters in the Bible that we read about as our heroes, but they're our companions. Mm. And then we get to walk alongside because we don't know their story, right? Completely. Uh, and so we have to be careful. I mean, David, you know, we hold him up as being the man after God's own heart, but um, there's a lot of darkness in his journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we're finding out on the wisdom journey, right? Every Monday through Friday right. morning at five fifteen, and now we have it on in the evenings at six forty-five. And yeah, the, David's story is filled with it. And I wrote down a note from even this morning's um, that the sad thing that Stephen Davy was talking about. In the midst of David's story, as bad as it got, there was no recognition of sin, and there was no need seen for repentance. And it, it that just frightens me, you know, that that we turn so quickly that the man, like you said, the man after God's own heart, just doesn't see, doesn't need to recognize right. his own sin. He doesn't feel a need for repentance he just feels like he can go along and obviously there's a a big turn coming right you know because we're getting into the story of absalom in in second samuel in that study and it's just a a tremendous reminder well and i think too the chaos that we've allowed to just exist as being christ followers not speaking into the public square like we need to with a voice of kindness you know there's this voice of judgment um you know how do we how do we do these things well and invite people in? Because I, I look go back to the story of Paul and Silas, and it's just interesting that you know they did what they did with with boldness, right? They're locked up in chains in the prison, and and then they're singing hymns and psalms to God in praise, and all of a sudden, good thing, amazing things happen, and they lean into it. And I think whether it's that for them or where we find ourselves, how do we walk in this season and offer? you know, God's hope. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. And I could, I think for me, it's, well, for one, it's, these things are happening a lot. Seems so, like. I mean, it's coming faster and faster. There's, you know, you're waking up every day and something right. major has happened and how you, you don't want to ignore it. Right. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to be desensitized and then it's, it, it's just hard to deal with these it is things. Hard. Yes, it's becoming complicated. Right, but I would argue that part of it is the fact that, as Bark mentioned, this social media thing—we're always on, and this—that's not good. Mm-hmm. Even though it's an amazing tool, right, mm-hmm. to connect us, it, it is not good for us, and and we still have it. I mean, the, think about this: the iPhone's only been out since two thousand seven. Right, fifteenth anniversary this year. Yeah. Right, and, and you think about the power of that tool. Because I remember being in Kenya and met some young men up in the mountains of uh, above Lake Victoria, and it was like we've been waiting for you for weeks. And it's like, okay, how did you know I was going to be here? Mm. And it's like, pulls out his phone, cell phone, <laughs> and says <laughs> he had a Facebook group for all the compassion uh, graduates. And it's like, are you kidding me? Wow. So that's beautiful. So are you yeah. saying that we know too much? Well, I think Is we that have to, what are we? I think are we taking in too much? Our information? brains aren't wired for it. You know, that, that there's this, at least I would argue that, and I'm not a, you know, I just know what I've watched and, you know, what I've heard and what I've read. And it just seems as though we're living in a season where we're not meant to be on all the time. 
And then it doesn't mm. help that that, yeah. that the technology, and we could chase that for a while too, right? It, it actually they've they've designed these tools to to be. I mean, give it to Lemmy. How quick does it? You know? Yeah, she uh, sent out her first text. Yeah, on uh, Friday night, <laughs> and how old? Hold of Wendy's phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary because of how the brain works and how they've figured out the dopamine and all those things. I mean, but but again, we go back to the reality of life. How do we live today when one more time we get up in the morning and we think we're gonna, you know, we go to to a Fourth of July parade, or a young man is going across the streets in, in you know late at night. Okay, you know, here in the, in the Akron area, and, and all of a sudden now there's tragedy. And yet, to be reminded, tragedy's been there since the beginning. You know, started in the mm-hmm. garden, and it's just that r- reminder of the human plight that we're broken, we need a Savior. And fortunately, and providentially, God's given his, his word and a process within his word where we can actually hang on to this idea of lament. And I think we need to go to that. And we're going to do that. We're going to learn to lament with Pastor Tom coming up in just a couple of moments. Stay right where you are. Turn to the book of Psalms. That's where we're going to be. Average gas Don't things just seem grim lately? New record high. News never stops with its negative coverage. Struggling to find formula. Seems like all we ever hear about is how bad things are. We get it from every direction, but that's not reality. Yeah, there's bad stuff. But there's hope. And sometimes we just need a little reminder about where our hope lies. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the ones who seek Him. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope. Hope is never outdated. It's alive and well. Even when the world takes its toll on us, even when we fail miserably, even when we struggle through unbelief, hope moves us forward helps us look beyond the desperation and discouragement. Don't forget his hope. We can't truly live without it. Facing today's ups and downs right alongside you. This is Heartfelt Radio 91.9 FM. After a couple of dry days, we could stand to use a little more rain now and eat away at that deficit. Looks like we'll do just that today and tomorrow. Mostly cloudy today and humid occasional showers and thunderstorms. During a few of the sunny breaks, we could go into the mid to upper 80s. Storming right now to the north of us in Cuyahoga County especially, and rain starting to fall here in Summit County and definitely west of us as well. 73 degrees with plenty of clouds right now here in Barberton. A portion of our broadcast day is made possible through the generosity of Plain Values, a print magazine crafted for people like you. Our world has been turned upside down through the negative echo chambers on the web and social media. Plain Values Magazine offers content that resonates with your lifestyle of authenticity, faith, and community, and encourages you to enjoy life's simple pleasures. Cooking meals from scratch. Serving your neighbor. For more information, PlainValues.com. That's PlainValues.com. I'm Mark. I'm Gabe. And Pastor Tom is here. From, I'm Tom. Yeah. yeah, Linden Road, Presbyterian. Good morning. It's great to have you back. Good to be uh, here. Yeah, and it's been a difficult weekend. So yes. if you're just joining us this morning, uh, we're going to learn a little bit about lament. We're going to dig into the lament psalms a bit with Pastor Tom. 
Where are we headed, sir? Well, let's begin. Let me just set out sort of the structure. Psalm 4 is where I want to go as an, exa- <clears throat> as an example. But, you know, what is lament? I mean, that's like, ah, uh, you know, it's kind of a big word, right? Um, and basically, we're just talking to God. And in some context, we'd say it's actually bringing a complaint to God. Mm. Now, that, okay. it's like, oh, what? <laughs> right? Um, but we need to be reminded that's what God des- desires from us. And it's literally... You know, so many examples out of Scripture. And so just to, let me lay out the structure as we sort of understand it, and then we'll actually take a look at it. But usually a, a lament be, generally follows where there's some kind of a, address to God, sort of in, introductory, identifying uh, the, the Lord as the person to whom we're talking to. Okay. And then there's the complaint, whatever we're actually trying to lay out, or the lament, trying to lay out and lay out the problem that we're working through and wanting to ask God's help. And then there's a confession of trust where we say, look, I trust in you, God. Even though I don't understand this, I trust in you. So, mm-hmm. again, it's trying to center ourselves. And then we pray for deliverance, and then we, we offer praise. And that's sort of the structure that the, the laments follow. And oh, so, thank you for outlining that because I think we all need, mm-hmm. yeah, to follow. There needs to be a process, I think, because yeah. everything is happening so random and so fast mm-hmm. in the news if we've got a process right. by which we can work our way through some of these things, man, is that going to be helpful? Well, and let's look at verse 1. Okay. Want to, want to read that, Gabe, of Psalm 4? Mm-hmm. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the foundation. Okay. I'm coming to the throne. I'm leaning in, and I'm actually saying to God, I, I know you're God, and, and so I'm going to get ready to ask some questions here. And then he, he lays out, Mark, if you would, verse 2, the, the, actually the, the complaint or the lament. Okay, the complaint is, verse 2, Psalm 4, O men, how long shall my honor be turned to shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. Selah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's what David's trying to work through. Right. And then then immediately he follows that with a confession of, of where he says, I trust God. And so verse 3, know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Hmm. Confident. Confident, right. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I'm going to guess if I had to ask David before he started into the psalm, are you confident right now? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's part of the, the regimen and the routines that we need to have. Right, the, even what some would call like Dallas Willard, you know, the, the, just the art of disciplines that we need to lean into, and that it's okay that we really can bring our complaints to God, uh, that He's not sitting on the throne to judge us. Although there is that judgment ultimately, but this idea He wants, you know, He chases after us. Yeah. And then comes the prayer for deliverance. Gabe, you want to read four, five, six, seven? Uh, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart, on your bed, and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart, more than in the season that their grain and wine increased. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that that 
in, intense promise there about seeing his face, right? I mean, may his face shine upon you. I mean, those are the blessing from you know, uh, the song that, yeah. you know, just to be reminded of where it is that God is with us. And there's this prayer that David brings. And then, you know, he wraps up that last verse you read, Gabe, is the praise. Is okay. He lays out these, these simple ideas and then he wraps it up saying, I'm going to lie down in peace. Mm-hmm. And Can I go back to verse 6? Yeah. Because there's two sides to verse 6 here in Psalm 4, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, the first half, verse 6a, is as fresh as today's news. Right. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Mm-hmm. What a question for 2022 in this first week of July. And then the answer, lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. Right. But nobody wants to hear that. God does not seem to be a viable solution for much of the world anymore. We've pushed him out of the conversation. That could be what the problem is. Right. That's why we are having so much trouble. Right. Um, I I need to go back a little farther. Okay. I, I got, number one, first we're going to the throne. Right. And then the second part is our complaint, correct? Right, lament, right. Okay, and what is the third part? Confession of trust. Okay. Mm. That, you know, basically, I know you've got it, God. Uh, it doesn't look like it. It doesn't moment. look like it. Right. And I'm having a hard time right in this moment because it doesn't make sense to me, but and I'm going to say. That's where it. we are. Right. That's where we are. Right. Uh, we look at another shooting in Chicago. We look at the unrest in Akron. And we are proclaiming here in Psalm 4, God, you've got this, dot, 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 question mark. Yeah. You know, but it's true. Because I think it's okay. I think God doesn't mind when we put a question mark there where there's probably a period. Our frustration. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I know, you know, for a couple of years ago with George Floyd and all that, you know, there was a frustration, with, you know, me being a single mo- uh, a mother of boys, right. uh, worrying about my sons and things like that. So it goes from that to now with what happened yesterday, we have to, it, and, and what happened in Uvalde, we have to worry about our babies, you know, uh, someone that comes to a parade and, you know, and they said, good thing, the, the babies, the little ones had started at 930. Right. So they had already had the little oh, ones yeah. and the pets and the parents. So thank goodness they had already passed when the shooting started at 10 o'clock. Right. So it it just is unbelievable. I mean, and, and we know these things happen. Trouble's going to come. But to target a parade is just so sad. Yeah. It's it's in the morning, it's in the day. There's going to be families there. Why would someone want to do that? It's yeah. It's it's just roughly the equivalency of targeting a school. It is full mm-hmm. of little children. But it's brokenness, and right? it's complete brokenness. No, it's in, yeah. And yet, when we offer the solution of the second half of Psalm four, verse six, lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. We have a society that, by and large, looks at us when we say something like that and goes, huh? Right. What? Who? 
Well, and I'd, I would argue that it's it's been not just, I mean, first of all, yes, there were these terrible instances, but there these incidents happen every day. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Chicago, the story, I mean, it's, it's crazy just that the lawlessness that exists. And part of it is our depravity as human beings, right? We need to be reminded that we're broken people. And yet in our brokenness is where, you know, so when I see these things happen, or even the, the boy that was a pastor's son who was beat up, up at LeBron James's school in Akron right. a couple weeks ago. I mean, his mm-hmm. dad is a, the boy that died is that his father is actually a pastor. Mm. And, and it's like, what? And, and yet the brokenness that comes from that and you just see, and, and what, is, you know, what was behind it is I understand it without going into all the details is, you know, th- th- there was a car full of kids and they, they did some stupid stuff and the stupid stuff ended up with right. this just senseless violence. Terrible yes. consequences. Exactly. But that's the story of the human plight. That they'll never shake. Those right. kids will never be able to shake that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And the, yeah, the consequences, um, the thing is the kids that did it, I don't think they were necessarily bad kids. I think they no. were scared because of the the joke that went wrong. Right. And uh, those I, I have heard just from people in the city, they, they said those kids are, I mean, they feel horrible. Right. And they're now in prison. Right. And don't well, know we'll how, be, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's right. just, yeah, or will be. And so it's just so tragic on all levels, you know, for, for everyone. Tragic for the young man's family that passed away and now you have these broken kids because they made a big mistake right and again i go back to the scripture that comes out of isaiah where you know in prophesying the messiah is that you know he a bruised a bruised reed he will not crush well we're all bruised right, right, right. so every one of these horrible instances we go back to there's a person behind that right and as a person of faith we believe that person even if they're doing terrible things we're creating an image of a holy god and and so they have value and worth, and somehow in their story, they've been bruised mm-hmm. to sort of act out the way that they mm-hmm. have, and and that the end result of that is like brokenness. Now, if we have relationships with each other, and that's the hard part because you know for two years we were sort of like socially distant. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It's like yikes, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, and it, it just doesn't seem like it's getting any it is, better. It is a yikes because yeah. it's like we we have that just even with what's going on in the in the airline industry. <laughs> yeah, mean, right. Yikes! It's like okay, so now we're back and we're ready to travel, and it's almost like they're like, oh, you guys are ready to travel again? We don't have enough employees. Yeah, well, you know, and right. it's just like, oh my goodness. Well, and on top of that, it is like just you know, don't travel because you're going to end up in a fisticuffs, right? I mean, it used to be there would like be ten instances a year across all the airlines, and I, I heard last week that it's it's in the hundreds. What's so, that? Of, mm-hmm. of people, you know, having altercations oh, on, yeah. on the airplanes. Yeah. It's like yeah. this is nuts. I know. But it's always supposed to cause us a pause and say, okay, as Christ followers, we need we need to be the voice of reason. And so we need to offer this idea of lament in the midst mm-hmm. of our brokenness, in the midst of our messiness, that God's going to show up. And mm-hmm. it's our responsibility, though, of leaning into that. Okay, two things. Number one, one more segment? Sure. Okay. Number two, can we go back to Psalm 4? Yes. Because I think... There's more in Psalm 4 that our society doesn't want to hear. We'll talk about that with our friend, Pastor Tom Repke, coming up 734 right now. 
It gives me time to worship in the car. Made so many memories on the road. It just brings a part of God with me where I'm driving or where I'm going. It remains that miracle in the car. Heartfelt Radio, 91.9 FM. I'm Mark. I'm Gabe. And I'm Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Tom Repke from Linden Road Presbyterian back with us this morning. We are learning to lament. Yes. As we are trying to recover from another really rough week in the news. Uh, we're in Psalm 4, and I wanted to go to verse 7, if that's okay. Sure. Because here's another thing, spoiler alert, that the world doesn't want to hear. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Boy, two different kinds of joy. And when the world hears us say how much joy we have in him, they don't want to hear it. Right. They, they, they're cutting themselves off willfully right, from the one who can true, walk with them. Yeah. But I, I'm going to guess, I mean, I could give you a dozen conversations. I just had one last week. So talk to a friend. Uh, were involved in another project in the community, and they said, "What you know? What do you do for a living?" And I said, "Well, I'm a pastor." Oh, what church? And so I told them where I'm at. And, yeah. And they then went through this like, I, I really have a hard time with church. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's like, okay, I totally get that. Can you just share with me a little bit more? And, and the person went on to say that um, in a season of life, and God, they found out as a teenager they were pregnant, mm. and they were brought before the youth pastor mm. and the lead pastor telling them along with the parent, as I understand it, you know, that really maybe you shouldn't be in church right oh. now. Oh, I mean, I just, uh, and, and that's, that's one story. And then put a that's pause. That's yeah. Hard. I was talking with somebody else in our tribe who has been married for decades. And when I shared what church I was at, um, they said, Oh Yeah. I tried, my family tried to bring me to that church when I was a teenager, but I was a single mom with a child. And again, we were told we weren't welcome. Oh, Tom. I mean, and it's those moments. And so it's interesting, you know, dig back up to verse four, you know, David sort of gives us this understanding, tremble and do not sin. Right. Okay. Take a pause. Yeah. All of us, right? Take a pause. And then he, what does he say? When you are on your beds, search your heart and be silent. Hmm. So both ways. I mean, and, and in both these cases, the people I talked to, they, they shared that they knew that they had made bad choices, you know, but it's mm-hmm. their story. And the question is, as, as and, and I get it. We want, you know, disciples to be fully devoted and there's a lifestyle we're supposed to live and all of that. Course. Yeah. How do we lean into that? And I think that's part of the problem. So this idea of, you know, listening, you know, of the things that we say, people are paying attention. So what mm-hmm. you post on your Facebook page or Instagram, you, you need to be careful because people are watching. And, and there is this fabric that's sort of, you know, so again, the good work that Dave Zanotti does of trying to remind us of our roots as, as Americans, the things that come from these certain principles upon which our, our republic is built, not a democracy, but a republic, which is this fragile uh, governmental system. It's still the most amazing thing that's happened in mm-hmm. Western culture in the history of the world. But it's fragile, and it's fragile because it's based upon broken people. So as a believer in Jesus, when you proclaim that on social media, let's 
go with the example you just gave us. Right. When you do that, you don't necessarily earn yourself the right to be listened to. You earn yourself the right to be watched. Right? Exactly. Because people, once you announce yourself as a believer, people may not come to you for any advice. They may not come to you asking, hey, uh, why are you the way you are? Right. But they're going to hang back and they're going to watch for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're going to want to see, is this person for real? Right. And I think it's Duran Gray is a former professional football player. He pastors a church in Charlotte. Transformation Church, and he's been very involved, particularly in the conversation around race, because he's African-American. And so it's just interesting, but he talks about how we as the church need to dance with the rhythm, and he's pulling off what Paul says about the rhythms of grace, Hmm. and we need to dance in such a way that the people that we're interacting with in our communities see that dance and say, I want to learn that move. (laughs) I want to learn... You know, how it is that we can do those things. And I think our gentleness and our kindness, and that doesn't mean that we don't have strong words about things that are just and right, Mm -hmm. right? But I think how we accomplish that uh, is really important because people are watching us. Yeah. I know. I I keep looking at um, verse 4, and uh, this seems to be coming up. The scripture's coming up a lot. You know, be angry and do not sin. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Right. I hate to say that. No, that, no, that, that, that's, that's kind of where we're I here. Am. That's yeah. exactly the conversation we need to have. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I don't want to ignore what's going on. I know that life goes on. I know these things have always happened. Right. right. But uh, I am getting to that point of being angry. I don't want to see this every day. Right. I don't want to deal with this every day. So what does he say in the second half of that verse? Do not sin. But he says second half. Read the rest of it. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Okay. Mm. What's our actions? We're supposed to to be still, right? Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be thoughtful about these things as opposed Mm -hmm. to immediately, you know, taking to the streets or immediately taking to social media and acting. And then really the question is, where does the anger come from? Yes. Because we know Jesus got angry, right? He did. A couple times. Made it very clear. I guess that anger is probably coming from, well, we're causing the problem. You know what I mean? Not us in particular. Right. No, the people, you know, sometimes it's a consequence. These are consequences. But it's because we're broken people. Yeah, because we're broken. Yeah. And we feel like we have the answer. Right. And yet no one will listen. Right. But it has to do with our story. Let me go there. So, yeah. Right. Go so ahead. I, I just don't, I mean, we need to be reminded that we're all created in the image of a holy God. And I think that's the part that we have to make sure that we're saying into our culture as clearly as we can, that you value, you have value and you matter. And even the story of, uh, you know, coming off the 4th of July, the, the, the great play, Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, you know. Right. There's an interesting, the last song in that musical is about, uh, basically Aaron Burr lamenting the fact that he took Alexander Hamilton's life. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is your story is basically, I think the title of it. And he just walks through this, the singers walk through this litany of because we took your life, we've missed out on this opportunity. And it, and it was out of anger, right? It was out of sure. you know, 
And so, again, you could pick any story you want, but the reason why these things resonate with us is because it's a picture of the world we're living in. And so as Christ followers, again, we have to go back to this process. And it really is a process. You really have to you know, get out your journal. If you don't have one, start one and work through this idea of it's okay to be angry with God, but you need to ask God also, reveal where the anger's coming from. And so David's telling us that we need to do that in the quietness of our our bed mm-hmm. and reflect on where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Because there, but by the grace of God, go me, right? Right. And then you have to add to that, Lord, help me. Right. Yeah. One now that now that the cause of this anger is coming out. Right. And I'm beginning to recognize where it's from. Lord, you have to help me now. Right. So that I can deal with this with the help of your Holy Spirit. Right. Because it's okay to say in the midst of it, God, I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, right. This so, is over my pay grade. So I want to make sure I have all these right. steps because I have a feeling we're going to need these. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes you're right, Gabriel. Uh, so going to the throne is the first one. The second one is we give our complaint. Third, we do the confession of trust. What's after that? Prayer for deliverance. Prayer for deliverance. Just walking back through it again. God, here's what I need you to show up and help me understand. Mm-hmm. And then repeating scripture to ourselves, right? In right. the moment. You know, I, I'm I'm going to tremble and I'm not going to sin, although I, I want to post something really difficult, some harsh words right now on my Facebook page, but I'm going to moderate myself mm. and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit first to instruct me. I just try to be quiet. <laughs> yes. I mm. just, you know, it's because yep. you don't want to say the wrong thing and there's there's just so many different perspectives and different ways to look at things. But so after the prayer for deliverance, is it praise? It is. Okay. This is going to be helpful it to is. us because this is hard. Very. This is hard. It's called life, right? It is. It is, isn't it it? is. And life is hard. And, and Jesus reminds us, you know, that troubles are going to be with us. I mean, we're not going to escape them, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's part of the mindset is, like, well, if I just accept Jesus, the rest of my life is good. It's like, no, mm-hmm. not necessarily. And even going back to the scripture that Mark said, you know, who will show us any good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot going on. There is. But he's in charge. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. For helping us learn to lament. We've got about three minutes left. Do you have a way to pray us into this Tuesday and help us as we walk this walk that is being watched by so many of our friends. Well, let's just walk through this model again. Mm-hmm. All I mean, right, let's, let's just, do that. You know, I mean, God, we don't know what to do. We really don't know in this moment, really. And so we, we just cry out to you. Grateful for technology allows us to do this in such an incredible way. And, and God, we just don't understand why people keep making these incredible choices. But what causes a person to take a gun and or causes all, all sorts of brokenness that's in our world that, you know, it comes out of a person's just their own brokenness and they you know, hurt people hurt people and yet at the same time as your people we we are people that that uh, we confess our trust in you even though we don't understand it right we really confess that we are broken in our way but we trust you we know that you you love us and you have our our best in mind and the things that you lead us through and then we just pray for these circumstances. We pray for your presence in, in the you know the communities in which we live. We pray specifically for Akron and just all that's going on there is just to be present, to be present with the families and as they they themselves offered caution to say, look, we need to. This is crazy, but we just uh, want you know moments to be able to be reflective and 
and like David gave us this example here, is that we want to not sin, uh, we want to be fearful, and yet at the same time, let us search out our own hearts and how we respond. And then we, we end up with all this to say, God, we, we praise you. We know that you love us and you have uh, a desire to be in relationship with us. And so we just pray that our actions would be such that it wouldn't allow our, our brokenness to impact others negatively. So help us moderate our words, our passions in a way that will direct our, our thoughts and our, and our actions and help us just to be your hands and feet and to love others well. And we just thank you for the promise of Scripture and all these things. And so we just ask that you guide us and direct us through your Holy Spirit. And we consecrate today ahead into that. May we be different. May people be different because of how we lived our lives. And we just pray it in your strong name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tom, thank you. Mark and Gabe, thank you. Thank you. We'll see you again a week from tomorrow I guess for so. Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we kind of had one today, too. We did. We yeah. did. Oh, the Word is the place to go, right? It's our firm, firm exactly foundation. Right. So. Thank you for letting Blessings. us lean on you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. leaning on Jesus together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Israel, a new breed here on 91.9 Heartfelt Radio. Good morning, 835. I'm Mark. I'm Gabe. And we're glad you're there. Mm-hmm. This, on this Tuesday that seems like a Monday. Yeah, it's Payback Tuesday, everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you forgot, I'll remind you. Well, we're looking out into the parking lot here at our <laughs> our fellow <laughs> Christian Healthcare Ministries employees are not flowing freely into the parking lot at, at this taking moment. taking their time getting yes, here this they morning. Are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Hurry up and get to work, you guys. <laughs> it's time for our heartfelt thought of the day, and that's, this is from an unknown author. Hmm. We don't change God's message. His message changes us. Ooh. Amen and amen. Now, see, I'm, I'm looking at this a different way now. Okay, go From ahead. when we did it this morning. Yeah. Because now I'm thinking about what Pastor just taught us. Yeah. And his message changes us. That's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, with some of the anger that we're feeling and just the frustration but when we go through those steps of lament, it, yeah. you know what I mean? That yeah. message is changing how I'm feeling about it. I needed, I needed a different mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Always, yes, total sense, because God always gives us, if we ask him for that perspective, if we ask him if we can see things the way he sees them, mm-hmm. generally speaking, he's going to respond to that. Yeah. In a positive way, and allow us to see and to get a, a better focus on the scriptures as we uh, as we see them that's and a, read them and internalize them. That's a good prayer to see things as He sees them. Yeah, mm. we don't change God's message; His message changes us. That, from an unknown author, is our heartfelt thought of the day. On this fifth day of July, 2022.